All right, so while y'all are looking, I want to say, hey, this is Scott. Well, <clears throat> sorry, I got popcorn <clears throat> stuck in my... Yeah, popcorn during a podcast is always a trouble. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's always... it's always. I've made that mistake a couple of times. Yeah. And welcome back to the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, one of your three co-hosts. Today, as usual, I'm joined by Mr. Tony Waller, whom some of you may know as Tyler Dogden on Twitter and the editor of the long-running Georgia Sports blog. The third man in the booth is Mr. William F. Leach, contributing writer at sportsonearth.com. Today is an interesting podcast in both substance and distraction. Allow me to explain. First, this episode is dedicated entirely to previewing the SEC, as we go team by team and examine schedules, impact players, and provide our opinions on how we see the East and West playing out. That's the substance part. As for the distractions, and this is just a bit of a heads up, at the time of our recording here in Athens, Georgia, a relentless thunderstorm was occurring. I say relentless because this episode runs about 90 minutes in length, and you will hear thunderclaps throughout the entire show. Anyway, like I said, just a heads up. So without further ado, we've got a lot to cover, and I think you're really going to enjoy this show, so let's get started. So welcome to episode, what episode is this? 42.2. It's the second season and the second episode, so 2.2. Yeah. yeah, this is hard for me because chronologically speaking, when people are scrolling through our podcast player or their podcast player on iTunes or something, it's easiest to put it in numerical order. And so if I started it at 2 point something instead of number 43 or 44, which is where we are at, ending a sentence in a preposition then it would it might throw it out of whack. So it's still going to be episode right. like 44, oh, okay, but it's okay. but I'm also going to call it... 2.2. Uh, yeah, 2.2 or um, season 2, episode 2. Okay, fair Sounds enough. Good. But we'll, we'll, we'll remember the number for next week and we'll have it. Perfect. Yes. Sure. Yes. So the three of us are back. I am Scott. Sorry, I was speaking towards my co-host and not into the microphone. My name is Scott Duvall. I'm here with Tony Waller. Hey, guys. Will, and that was a... You, you should have waited till I finished your name, and then I was going to introduce Will. Oh, dick. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of premature <laughs> enunciation. I'm, I'm no dong dong. <laughs> anyway. Um, bear with us. We are suffering through an intense lightning storm. We've already been knocked offline once, and thus I am also recording this with my iPhone and a Rode microphone shotgun mic. So yeah. um, This shotgun mic very, very, very much resembles a marital aid. It's oh yeah, really it's, worth, it's really worth noting. Completely illegal. In Alabama. <laughs> yeah, it's not something I want it's, to take on a plane. It's a shotgun mic. So yes. uh, anyway, so glad you're back uh, today. What we're going to do is we are going to dive in deep to the SEC. This is our SEC East and West preview. Tony is taking a Twitter picture. So um, if you laugh, of last, the marital aid. Yeah, if you if you. Uh, chuckled last night at the Twitter picture that Tony put up on the WSLS podcast. <laughs> that's happening right now. That's happening right now, but you don't know about it until you hear this. Yes. Approximately um, 9.03. Yes. Yeah, so if you're listening to this at 10.03 a.m. on Thursday, which is 13 no. hours after, then go back in your Twitter timeline. Oh, it looks, looks really dirty. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so we'll do, we're going to do, uh, th- we got, you know, we've got three shows until the season starts. That's like, right. It's happening now. That's right. So I think the idea is tonight we're going to look at the SEC, mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to make our national college football playoff picks, which it's worth remembering a thing that is not – that's happening this year 
a college football semifinal is in fact happening in Atlanta, Georgia on uh, on New Year's Eve. They will be hosting one of the two semifinal games this year. I may or may not. Uh, if it's a noon game, I'm going to go. Uh, and if it's a 4 p.m. or whatever time game, I will not be going. But this is, but I think this is the last year for a while uh, that they're going to be having it on New Year's Eve. They have finally realized how completely stupid it is to have Terrible. those games on New, on New Year's Eve. So they finally realized that. But yeah, but it will be in Atlanta this year because we're what two years away from the national championship game being in Atlanta, which I think will be very 18, exciting, right? Two thousand eighteen. Yeah, I think so. So no, is it two thousand eighteen season or is it the two thousand eighteen game? If it's two thousand eighteen game, it's, it's after the one after next, this. One. It's next football. Season. I'm actually not certain. So we'll, yeah, either way, when's the Super Bowl in Atlanta? Twenty twenty. Yeah, I think it's twenty. We got a while. So, I thought it was twenty nineteen. I don't know. Okay. Just throw out a number. We still won't have played Texas A&M by then. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That's just how I keep up with stuff. So so we figure what we'll do is, before we get into that, though, um, right after we taped the podcast last week, like not only think it was right after, it may have actually happened while we were recording, there was some very big Georgia news that I think everyone was like, oh, wow, they're back with a new podcast, finally. Like, there's been months... Of nothing going on. And then we finally do a show, and while it's going on, two very big things happen. So tell us what happened, Tony, and what it means. Well, I alluded to it in the post on the Georgia Sports blog, and the first is, uh, which is not terribly surprising, I think you can see the tea leaves being read the right way that Murray Smith was going to be allowed to play at Georgia. Um, The SEC granted the waiver to allow him to come in. With you know, relatively concurrently, or not first thing in the morning after uh, we we recorded this. The other thing we we talked about the Tim Kimbrough situation, and we speculated, of course, wrongly that there was some some stuff going on. I think if you've looked at Twitter or whatever, it's very easy to see now that that was uh, it was a mutual non mutual situation where, if I'm reading everything right, basically he walked off and said. I'm not going to play until Coach Smart begs me to come back. Hmm. Um, at which, Kirby, which, which point Kirby, you know, to his credit, said Indianapolis is north, yeah. and uh, that is a very bad thing to do with a new coach that is trying to, oh, to, uh, he to just, set down a new rule of law around here. That is utterly not knowing your your audience. Totally. And he's made some other Twitter comments, like he he made some comment about I'm interested in winning without cheating, and it's just, I mean. I, I don't know what's going on with Tim Kim- Kimbrough, and I hope he's fine. I, and I mean that in all sincerity. But he it it comes across in just the worst kind of way. It's not – there is – no. somebody said it was almost like Tony Cole, right? And I'm like, no. Tony Cole went on ESPN and made specific allegations of you know people buying him TVs to play basketball. There is not a – that is not a situation where, where that's happening. This right. is – this is a kid who is upset that he basically lost playing time through a sucker in the dirt over losing said playing time and then had his bluff called by the by the football coach and now is completely out of out of football unless he goes to play for you know literally he, can, he only has a year left so he can only yeah. play for you know a D2 team or D3 I guess so Robert Morris or wherever it is he's going to play go colonials go colonials but well it, it's a it is Listen, I it kind of looked like he wasn't going to be starting this year anyway. He kind of been been in that situation, but it's just unfortunate when stuff like that happens. This is a guy that you know is generally well. I mean, he's returning. He was leading a re- leading returning tackler, uh, but you know, I don't. You just like you said, 
It's the wrong. He is the wrong coach to test, and and the wrong time to test that. A hundred percent, the wrong time. But yeah. he's the wrong coach to test. I mean, you're a new coach. You came out of Nick Saban's program. You're ready. You're there trying to establish your presence with authority, and then you know one of your quote unquote leaders walks off and says, well, "I'm going to sit over here until you need me." Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the quote. I mean, yeah. that's a Twitter quote, right. and it's it's not a good look. Yeah, and if I think. It's funny because you know, we are all people that really root for Georgia and want that defense to work out, but it doesn't really – this doesn't feel like, a, oh, no, what are we going to do now? Like it doesn't feel like that, right? Like like certainly he would be able to contribute. It's not like an easy thing, but the idea – this is not like it's a not core guy. Right, it's not a core guy where you're like, well, now we're screwed. Well, no, not, not really. I mean you hate to see your leading returning tackler leave, but if the reports have been believed, he was third string. Right. And, you know, I – which may have had something to do with all of this happening in the first oh, place. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a chicken and egg thing, right? right? Was he third stream because he was loafing and thought he had it made, or was and was that a motivation type factor? And if that's the case, well, so be it. Or was he third stream because some other guys decided they wanted it more and stepped up? Because you know, the fine line between there's a fine line between four star athletes, hmm. right? I mean, you're not talking about Laramie Tunsil versus a walk on, right. or, or however you want to say it. I mean, this and you know, this is. What happens when you get a new coach? This is what happens when you get a new coach. Um, well, I mean, Jacob Park, he left to go play at Iowa State, and he's going to be backing up um, some guy at Iowa State. Oh, he's, he's probably not starting? Oh, no, 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 no. He could be third string. There's a guy from Oconee County that is a that signed to go play at Iowa, at Iowa State who got injured, but all together could possibly be the second string quarterback if he comes back from his injury. So Jacob Park could be the what third string. What about um, oh, Fatone Balto can't play this year because he went to Colorado State? Uh, he can play. I think he can play as a, as he's a, a graduate, graduate transfer. Yeah, I think he's a graduate. Oh, is he graduated yeah. so he yeah, can play? So. Yeah, huh. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. If I only had the internet. Um, but, you know, the, 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 the crazy thing about it and um, – it will get to we'll get to Miami because I wrote down one game in particular. I think we all know what game we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but Mark Richt made comments this week about his punter punt returning, uh, his punt returner situation. And if you've been a Georgia fan and you paid attention <laughs> to punt returning under Mark Richt, all I could think of when talking about quarterbacks is Logan, I wish I wish Logan Gray had some eligibility left because Mark Richt loved him some Logan Gray. Is he the special teams coach at Miami? Logan Gray? No. Oh, my God. That would be hilarious. No, I'm saying is Rick the special Uh, team coach. No, I like the idea. I think they're going to do it by committee again. No, he has a a special teams coach. He does. Yeah, I don't don't remember who it is. Who's ours? Is it Beamer? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. We can go with that. Okay. I don't know. It doesn't say here in the program. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'll ask ask my son, who has memorized the media guide. He'll be able to tell us. Your son Drake knows it all. Well, let's dive on in. I mean, I'm ready. Yeah, so, do you so, want to start east or west? Well, or? the last thing, is there anything else? Uh, it was funny. I read a Seth Emerson report. I'm going to try to get uh, Seth Emerson to do a brief little short interview uh, that we can toss on this podcast before the season starts. Thought, he, will he I, come on with all three of us? I doubt we can get him here to come on, but I will do a little interview. Can he with come him. over and just join Like us? the interview you did with the bowl guy. Uh, yeah, that's totally. right. Yeah, that's right. Like, uh, well, you know, I'll, I'll do an interview with uh, – I'm going to bug him to, uh, to do an interview with uh, – uh, to talk generally about things going on. But it was very funny. One of the things that I... Do, wait, wait. Can I cut you off? Yeah, well, please. Does, does Seth Emerson listen to our podcast? Uh, I th- Listen, they do like a daily podcast over there. So I think that uh, Seth... I think he he might if it didn't take place during football season. Because <laughs> okay. like, during football season, fair, that, guy fair is, that guy is uh, nothing but uh, butt smear and back uh, right. for every day. But um, but he basically... Um, he it's, it's, it's funny for me, and I, I obviously I come from this from a media perspective... 
But it's when you talk, see the differences of the way that Kirby deals with the media and the way that Mark Rick dealt with the media. It was funny because uh, Kirby Smart gave an interview, I believe today or yesterday, to like a radio station that was like a 25-minute interview. And it, but it was all like a couple. I don't know who the radio guys were. Six eighty. Yeah, and but it was it was a basically it's a rah rah interview. It was no, there was no real like difficult questions. No, no hard questions. Yeah, but it was fu- but it was funny to see it, Seth have to write a whole blog post off of this interview because he gets so little time actually getting to talk to Mark Richt. And, and if, if, you of mean course, Kirby Smart. Yeah, I'm sorry, so talking to Kirby Smart. That he gets so little time actually getting to talk to him that he has to write a whole blog post off a pretty empty uh, radio interview. And I think that's generally kind of telling. And of course, you can guess what really the news from the blog post was. He parsed about the quarterbacks. He avoided yeah. a question about the quarterbacks. But I think it's very telling that you know it's become very clear that not that Rick was always the media are my best friends, but everybody liked him, everyone respected him, and I, I think everybody likes Kirby Smart. I think everybody likes Kirby Smart. I don't think there's like a notion that the media doesn't like Kirby Smart, but clearly there is uh, less access, less information, more privacy, more uh, more <laughs> secrecy in a lot of ways, and I don't think it'll matter if he wins. But uh, to hark back to the point from last week, um, it's another uh, sign that there's a new sheriff in town. Hey, this is Scott. I'm cutting in real quick as I was editing this podcast. I realized that the next transition might not make sense. We had to save the podcast because it was lightning so feverishly and we were afraid we were going to lose power. So after we saved it, we had kind of gotten into a different topic. So this is Will jumping into Major League Baseball and how he's traveling to Kansas City uh, actually today, um, August 18th, to go cover the Royals or something like that. Anyway, just didn't want you to be confused. Here's well. Oh, you're going to Kansas City? I'm going to Kansas City just for a. Uh, we did a feature on Sports on Earth where I said I would go write a piece about whatever stadium won best stadium in some dumb bracket that we were doing. And Kansas City fans are obsessed with online balloting. So they won. So I'm going to Kansas City. It's too bad like the Giants didn't win or something. For like Arrowhead or Kaufman? Uh, Kaufman. Clearly, so, I didn't read the piece. So. Yeah, so it was good. baseball. So there's, okay, no, there's no NFL going on right now. Huh. So uh, I guess it could be a practice game, but uh, yeah, exhibition game. So yeah, I'll be going out there. Kansas City, is, they're playing the, the Twins. It's going to be a terrible game. But one of my <laughs> one of my best friends lives in Columbia, Missouri. Hmm. Uh, uh, so he, he he actually like me is a graduate of another school that moved to a college town in the SEC. So he oh cool. So he is a what uh, college town would that be? Columbia, Missouri. That's not. I mean. We'll get they are later. literally in the oh, SEC. God. Deny it all you would like. They've won the East more than times than we've I'm had. Like a That's true exactly with right. uh, with Missouri when it comes to that. Oh, or something. God. I just if I can accept I Rutgers in the Big Ten, you guys can accept Missouri in the SEC. Rutgers isn't in the Big Ten. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. In fact, that's um, what you're saying is Maryland's in the Big Ten. That's even weirder. The fact that Maryland's actually good. At least we can like slough off uh, Rutgers. Their their uniforms are interesting. Oh, yo, ding ding! This is our first uniform reference, by the way. Everybody right. drink. <laughs> Did, it okay, took us forever. Did you see my tweet about the Air Force uniforms? Yes. Quite possibly the best helmets I've ever seen. By the way, I did not see the tweet, but I would like I I, I trust your judgment. Will Will doesn't usually see any of my tweets. I'm not a great tweeter to be honest. But you're and the uniform moment than. has been brought to you by whomever yes. wants to brought to you. Yeah, by, by Under Armour. I would uh, no, the Air Armor? Force. The Air Force. This will start our national discussion. Even though we're probably going to get in the SEC. This is really. Getting you know helter skelter. I think it's the lightning because it's it's like Mr. Lightning is sitting right outside our window and shining a flashlight yeah. right near. Let us know he could stop this. At any yeah, if, yeah. We've already saved this podcast once. I'm recording it also on my iPhone because 
We just aren't that confident that the power's going to stay on. That's Will, that's Will Muschamp moving furniture. <laughs> so, so to finish my point, and yes. we'll, get, we'll move on with the SEC, but the Air Force has a helmet that they're going to wear against Georgia State of all teams. Awesome. Bowl hey. team. Bowl you do team not look down State. on the Panthers. Bowl the, team, Georgia it's gonna State. It's going to be uh, Panthers. Illinois bowl spot. Let's Panthers. not forget. Okay, okay. Let up. me get okay. let me get to the helmet. Oh. It's it's a, a <laughs> rendition of like the Fighting Tigers, like the the P thirty eight. Was it the P thirty eight? I think so. Yes. Yeah, we can go with that. Let's go with that. And, and so it's just got the it's got the eyes and then the teeth of the shark that is painted on those historical planes. So my dad was in the Air Force. I'm kind of an Air Force geek when it comes to stuff like that. So. Go Air Force, go Falcons. My beat father Army, was also in the Air Force. Oh, as good. That's as, why I like you so much. As was mine. So we are we are all Air Force brats, except That's we right. never actually had to move around or do any of those. That's right. No. Um, Although my dad did spend time in Rantoul. So. That is Chanute. That's my Chanute? dad was in Utapal. Utapal. All right, Highly. so let's go through. We're going to go through the SEC first, SEC West, and then the SEC East, and then we're going to make our national predictions and do any sort of larger things. So let's start. With the SEC. We got our papers. We got yeah. our papers. Yeah, We're going to go team by team and get a little look at what we all think about all of these people and these crazy teams. Uh, this year, of course, we have the nice advantage of the SEC, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, not having to play Alabama as the SEC West team. I There is an alternate universe where, um, where Georgia gets Mississippi State. Last year, rather than Alabama in that game, and uh, maybe the season, and uh, maybe Mark Rick's history goes a little different, or maybe the Florida game goes exactly the same way. It doesn't really matter. But let us let us start with the SEC West. You've blown my mind. You have blown my mind. And we are dumbly going to start in alphabetical order. So let's talk. Well, of course you are. Roll damn tide. Roll damn tide. The real question, the only question that matters about Alabama. How will they survive the loss of their defensive coordinator? <laughs> well, if you talk to any Alabama fan, I almost said sane Alabama fan, but that seems very not like a real thing. Um, they will tell you that they upgraded at, at, off, at defensive coordinator, that uh, Jeremy Pruitt was who they wanted all along. They of were course. just waiting for Kirby to leave mm. so they could get Pruitt back. That Pruitt was a he was a red flag agent uh, being sent off to to subvert Jimbo. Wait, wasn't then, he a high school coach like six years ago? Um, he was a high school coach. He is. Uh, um, I don't think I can. It doesn't say here in the in the media guide, but I'm pretty sure he's. You got to connect to the internet. I'm That's pretty sure he's married. He's pretty sure he's married to someone from high school. And uh, the uh, I doesn't say here in the media guide, but uh, you know, I, I the question I have is at, at what point does not having a quarterback catch up to Alabama? I mean, they they every year they come back and we have the same conversation. They still have good running backs, their defense is you know, talent wise, if nothing else, they're going to out talent almost everybody on their schedule. And we'll talk about a team in a minute, I don't think they can out talent. So the real question I have is, at what point does not having a ready quarterback catch up to them? Um, you know, they're poised to be the class of the conference again. I don't think there's any way around that. When you stockpile talent like you know Bar- Barcelona does, I mean, <laughs> how do you how do you get away from it? It's, it's, it's fine, though. Of course, Barcelona does that because they have more money than everybody else. So. Well, I, hey, Will, you said it. You said it. I didn't. And uh, we'll talk about Ole Miss in a minute. But oh, no. um, I don't want to get in trouble with that. Well, yeah, so so do you think Bateman's going to be the starter? Or are they going to have uh, Jalen Hurts? Is that his last name, Hurts? The new freshman sure, phenom? Sure, but, but Saban's never started a freshman quarterback. 
I think I think it's gonna be the guy that's not the freshman. Right, honestly, right. And and, um, and for those of it's you, it's not Luke Del Rio. Hashtag Florida. Right. And for, for uh, those of you playing at home, uh, Cooper Bateman was the starter that Nick Saban was like, "Hey, this Ole Miss game, let's just throw in Bateman instead of Coker." And what do you know? They ended up losing that game, and Coker had to come in late. But uh, that was the one game. That they well, did. because seventeen crazy things happened. Well, yeah, that, that too. But you know that. Did that game ended at like one thirty in the morning? Oh, it did. Yeah, it did because it started. It kicked off at <laughs> the nine. game's still playing. Yeah, yeah it's still happening. Cooper, Cooper Bateman, I, I, I think this came up a lot during the Mississippi game, but Cooper Bateman is the most SEC quarterback name of all time. Oh, yeah. He'd get a bid to SAE just like yeah. that. I assume he's <laughs> going to end up on The Bachelor at some point. Right. I don't even know what he looks like, but just I just kind of assume right. that that's who Cooper Bateman is. My general thing with Alabama is, you know, their schedule is, I love, one thing, one thing to like about Alabama, USC like that that first weekend game that's in Dallas at, at, at Jerry World, that's a fun one, man. Alabama USC. I think Alabama is clearly the the obviously the favorite in that. Yeah. But what a fun way to start the season! Like Alabama, not just Alabama playing someone big, but USC. Like that just looks like a really fun game. I'm very excited about that one. My um my Southern Cal buddy, uh, Jeff Sinak, who came out for the Georgia Alabama mm-hmm. game. He's going to that game. Then he's going to Notre Dame Texas. Oh wow, that sounds. Like he's doing the he's doing the double. Wow. Um. So, but but look at their schedule. They're at Ole Miss, they're at Tennessee, and they're at LSU. So, to me, Alabama may very well have the most talent, maybe the best team in the SEC. Going three and zero in those games sounds like a pretty big challenge for anyone, even Alabama. Yeah, their schedule, those three games in particular. Yeah. Mississippi, I think, has the. T- we'll get to Mississippi. They have yeah. the toughest schedule. They have an insane schedule. Oh yeah, their their schedule's ridiculous. But but Alabama, to me, I mean, they're getting. All we talked, I joked earlier about if Georgia would have played Mississippi State rather than Alabama last year, but Alabama, if for your SEC East crossover game to be at Tennessee, that's the yeah, toughest the, one you could get this yeah, year. Yeah, the one year that Tennessee is Tennessee got a first place vote. Well, Alabama plays by Tennessee the coaches poll. Yeah, I know, but like yeah. they're getting them at Tennessee. But yeah, they're they're catching them. Right. Oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah. One of the, the it's their crossover because that's their permanent opponent. Right. Who but, is their like, crossover? Yeah, who is their crossover this year in the East? Kentucky or somebody like that? It's Kentucky. Though. Yeah. At mm-hmm. home. Okay. Well, that that cancels it out yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But the point is, is like that's like this is Tennessee on the upswing. This is the time you don't want to face Tennessee. And you know what? To be fair, we would have said this well, about them last year. I was about to say we're going to say this six years from now that Tennessee, this is their year because they're yeah. on they're on the upswing. Yeah, we'll get into we will get into Tennessee. But the point is, is that like this is it's a tough schedule. I don't see them getting out of those three unscathed. With, really? Unscathed. Yeah. I don't. I think yeah. that I think expecting Alabama to go undefeated, even though they're Alabama, seems unreasonable. So the question is, can they do what they did last year? Can they lose one game and still win the SEC? And to me, it depends on what loss that is. Well, I think that loss might be their first game, USC. Well, you that, think so? Because, a wow. little little quick fact here. Ramp U- up the hype train, guys. USC has <laughs> not lost a season opener since the 90s. Well, they I mean, they've played Hawaii nine times. Well, yeah. They've also they've actually played, they've also played Auburn times. twice. I wasn't gonna say, yeah. Well, you know, we'll we'll get to our predictions in a minute. I, I'm with you, Will. the The schedule is such that, and that's where I that's where I come back to the quarterback. Um, the schedule is such that they don't have a lot of room for error in a couple of places. I mean, Ole Miss is what three and zero the past three years against them. Um, although, spoiler alert, I don't think it's Ole Miss the one that's going to ruin their party. Oh. I agree. Who is it? Is it going to be West or East? Oh, we very, very West. We will get into that as we go along because I think I may be on the same page as you. As yeah, I think I think I think Will and I. When you say very West, I think Texas A and M. 
Uh, it's not that far west. Or Missouri, because they should... It's, ne- never mind. It's not Missouri. I mean, they are west. Yes. So yes. what about Arkansas? Our, our Kansas. Arkansas. Uh, yeah, so like... Are we calling him Bert, or is he Brett now? He's Bert. He's still hey, Bert. Bert. But he, hey, Bert. Okay. Bert. I thought he Come on, it's all solid verbal, God, baby. It's, it's, it's all solid it's verbal. It's border, gonna be Bert. Borderline erotic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's funny. For this guy that was very mocked, like, you know, I mean, I think... As someone that is from, again, outside this area, Bielema is a guy that people in the SEC love to make fun of because he came in a little tone deaf to a lot of the rivalries and came in a little cocky about a lot of stuff. But he was 8-5 and five last year. Like for, to, for a guy to come in with Arkansas and compete like that is, I have to say, that's not the worst guy. You got, they won at LSU. They won at Ole Miss. Like they lost a couple games they shouldn't have. They lost to Toledo for crying out loud, but like those are nice wins at the end of the year. He's gonna play the way that they play, and they're gonna lose some games they shouldn't, and then they're gonna win one they probably shouldn't as well. I just love his post game interviews when he does win. Oh yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's so smug. I mean, like, he really no, he really does come across as a guy that's just like sat down at a blackjack table with fifty bucks and walked away with twelve hundred, <laughs> and you know, like the dealer's girlfriend, and he's just pretty much like. I own this place now. Man what, <laughs> what, man, what color do you want that wall over there? Because I'm about to own this place. Yeah, and it could be 90 degrees or 20 degrees. And he's he got always that wears a trash bag. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, Arkansas's defense is going to be a little better than they have been. They uh, had five sacks against LSU last year. Yeah, yeah. They just and, boat raced them. Yeah, they did. Uh, and they, they, you know, their, their offense is going to be... It's going to be standard power Burt offense. But they, but they they lost Hunter Henry, but they do have a tight end with the last name Sprinkle, which I kind of like. <laughs> so, what's their first five games? What's Arkansas's first five games? Uh, they've got they've got uh, they've got at TCU, which, which is a very crazy football. Game. That's a cool game. Man. It is it's like a really week. fun one. second week. Second That's week, a really fun one. Yeah. Uh, then they've got and the other only other game they really have is Texas A and M at Jerry World. So, but then you know, but they've got Alabama home. They've got Mississippi at home. They've got LSU at home, and they've got Florida. Home. Talk about the November schedule. But I have to say though, like you, if you want, this is how you want your SEC schedule to happen. <clears throat> you get Alabama, Mississippi, Florida, and LSU all at home, and your road games are Auburn, Mississippi State, and Missouri. Probably the three worst teams in the West. Well, and, A&M, and A&M and Dallas. Yeah, A&M and Dallas. Although that's a 50-50. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Are, like Dallas is, is an Arkansas town. Like I didn't like yeah, the, Jerry. The, it falls perfectly for them. Like this is like I don't know if it's going to matter. Like this is a schedule that Alabama would love. This is a schedule that LSU would love. It's just turns out that it's Arkansas that gets it. Yeah, I, I mean they have a, yet another Allen starting a quarterback probably. Um, yeah, they do. Uh, Alex yeah. Collins is gone. Yeah, their their problem their problem is going to be on their offensive line if they can cobble together an offensive line. You know, it's still huge. Oh yeah, of course it's huge because you know Bert. Burt respects uh, Burt respects big guys. That I mean, he's the northern Illinois, he's from northern Illinois, mm-hmm. right? He's from some little town up in northwestern I mean, this Illinois. This is a midwesterner. Oh, he's a midwesterner. He is. He is, and he had the good sense. Which to is get why out. I think. Oh, is why I think he was kind of mocked when he came into the SEC because he didn't necessarily know all the local customs. He came well, in with his own kind of swagger. He talked funny. You yeah. know how we are. Yes. Um, ate a lot of cheese. Ate a lot of cheese. Yes, which I respect. Um, well, the the thing that Arkansas is going to need to work on is their defense. It's yeah. not really their offense. They gave up. Well over thirty five hundred yards total off or total defense last year, uh, including they had five three hundred yard passing games against them. That's that's a lot. Yeah. So I mean, I it's not hard for me to see a path where Arkansas plays in a 
I mean, mid tier bowl game. I don't think I don't think Arkansas is going to play in one of the top bowl games. They're they're going to be below the Citrus Bowl, so they're in one of the the pool of five bowls. I think in my the mind. Dollar General Bowl. Uh, is that a real thing? They just renamed the mm-hmm. what bowl was it? Are you serious? Yeah, it is the Dollar General. It was bowl. an SEC bowl that just got renamed today to the Dollar General Bowl. I mean, they're everywhere. I've got like three within two miles of me. Was it Tax Slayer? No. no. The GoDaddy. Oh. GoDaddy. GoDaddy's Dollar General? Yes. Because I was thinking it might be Music City since Dollar General's based in... Danica and, Patrick just could not bring the awareness to GoDaddy, and so they had to drop their sponsorship. Keep her, couldn't keep it together. Yeah. Imagine that. Danica Patrick ran off It was the, also a terrible she ran into, business. She ran like, into the wall. Yeah, she... Oh, no. I mean, GoDaddy was a terrible business. Why but would you use them the to buy Dollar General, I, I mean, I find myself going to that quite often because they're, they're literally every, every one mile... It's like Chick Fil A in the South, you know. They're they're on every street corner. I would go to the Dollar General to buy a website before I would go to GoDaddy. To yeah, buy a website. I bet so, they sell them. Um, they got oh track God. phones there That's too. So, so all I, the, all, let's close with Arkansas with the idea that at a certain level, <clears throat> what do you want from Arkansas? Like, what's Arkansas ceiling? Because I'm sorry, I keep looking at the schedule. This is the ideal SEC's West schedule. They're Everybody's at home. Even your crossover game is a good team, but that's at home, and it's and like it is a team that. I can see them it's, beating. I, I think it's nine wins and beating yeah. some combination of slipping up on Alabama, Ole Miss, or LSU. Nine wins uh, for Arkansas nine, is awesome. Like that's amazing. Awesome. They get to nine wins and beat one of those three. They finish second or third in the West. Uh, well, they had they had a, they had a losing ceiling. streak last year of like how many SEC games in a row? Well, yeah, but that's they then they got to November and they got good. No November. No, they did. Oh, so, ooh, I like that. I, I can't take credit for that, but um, you know, right, I, we, I, I think they're seeing those nine wins. Right, we spent way too long on Arkansas. Have we right, spent enough time? Yeah. Well, let's move uh, on to a place that we all can't wait to go hang, and that is Auburn. Well, we're not Aub- going there this year. We're not going there this year. Um, but Although, might I interject, the Georgia, dun, dun, media, dun. Guide, the Georgia media Guide has us going to Auburn this year. I mean, come on, it's Georgia. Tough. It's that tough, is man. one of two. I've put together these publications. They're hard. That is They're one hard. of two errors I've found. The other error, they have uh, the Michigan coach listed as Mike Harbaugh. <laughs> What makes you think it's not like intentional? <laughs> yeah. I know. I was wondering if Kirby here's your had satellite it. camp. <laughs> I got it right so, here. Yeah. I, look, my my problem with Arcan, uh, Auburn, Arkansas too. Now, Auburn is, you know, they have so many questions. I said it last year early. I was like, everybody's like, Auburn's top three or four team in the nation. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no. What last year? Last People year. were into that last year. year. Uh, I, was, oh, I was into it, and I was, I was like, no, it. they are at best fourth or fifth team in the West, and. It was all about quarterback play, and it remains about quarterback play. Yeah. It's because we we're be, still thinking Nick Jeremy Johnson would be yeah. Nick Marshall. Yes, you know, and, and he if was. Nick Marshall runs that offense; it works. Yes, he was, but he was not Nick Marshall. Yeah. He was, and it may be worse. Different this year. Nick, I don't know. It may be worse this year. Yeah, look again. Their quarterback play has to be really good for mm-hmm. a Malzahn offense to succeed. Um, if it's not, they're going to be just a run of the mill offense, and then their defense—they're going to rely on the defense to keep the game. You know, they're. Their defense was inconsistent last year. It wasn't great. It was good, but they got some playmakers. Who's their coordinator last year? Uh, I don't know. They got a new coordinator this year, but that's that's a good point. They're on the third coordinator in three years too. Wasn't it? Wasn't it Agent Mustang? It was Agent Mustang. And, um, and and then the new guy they got, Kevin Steele. The last time I remember hearing his name was against what West Kevin Virginia? Steele. Was it West Virginia the Orange Bowl for Clemson? Oh yeah, that guy. He uh, seventy points yeah, or something like he's that. He's real good. Um, I just I'm not buying I'm not buying Auburn. I I mean they have to prove to me. Yeah. Miles on has to prove to me that he can do it. He can do it with a quarterback, uh, an average quarterback. Legitimate question when it comes to Auburn because you know 
last year, let's not forget this year that they many people had them in the college football playoff. Not only did they go uh, seven and six, but they in they lost to a Georgia team that was generally kind of fall, not falling apart, but was well, had no offense, had no offense right. at all, and still lost right. and. It was a pretty convincing twenty to thirteen loss. <laughs> exactly. I mean, all, all told, I mean, no, like, no, it, it was. was. Yeah. It was a win. Yeah. So the, you know, th- there's been much discussion about Balzan beyond the Hazi. How many games does he have to win this year to keep his job? Oh, I don't think he can win enough. No, there's, you don't. So you, you can't put a number on that because eight wouldn't be enough. You don't think Nine. eight's enough? I feel I'm, like eight would have to be look, enough. What's the schedule? Let's go through the schedule real fast. Okay, so uh, they've got Clemson to start loss. the season, which is loss, loss, problem. loss. So they've got Clemson. They got Texas and home. So that's a that's a key. That's a pivot game. LSU at home, which seems pretty tough. You got Arkansas State in there too. Uh, yeah, sorry. The Gus Malzahn Bowl. Yes, I, um, I will tell you this: they lose Arkansas State. He's fired Monday. Yeah, that that's definitely true. Wasn't that where he coached? Oh yeah, no, that game's on the schedule because they that that was a guarantee yeah. game. That was part of the deal. Yeah. So oh, yeah, you better win. That's gonna be fun to watch. Uh, yeah, lose the Clemson, lose Arkansas State. I agree. He's gone by that point. But it's a dozen that happened. You've got LSU at home, Mississippi State in the row, which is very losable, as much as we want to mock Mississippi State. Arkansas uh, at home, at Ole Miss, at Georgia, at Alabama. There's just a ton of losses Look, there. He beats he beats a combination of Alabama. He he goes he goes above five hundred in the West and beats Alabama, maybe. Or beats if, Georgia. Oh, I think he has to beat Georgia. I, well, I think if he if he loses Alabama, he has to have nine wins and beat Georgia. Or if he beats Georgia and loses Alabama, uh, lose Georgia, way, right? yeah, he has to have nine wins, and his losses have to be to playoff bound Clemson. Um, well, he's got he's got eight know. home games. He starts with five home games. So, I mean, I he's I, got I, the table set. I think to, the, the to minimum, is, and to me, the minimum is nine. The bare minimum is nine, and beating Georgia or Alabama. Man, that is tough, man. Because they've yeah, he starts with five home games, but two of them are Clemson and LSU. Well, I know. I mean, still, I mean, so it's probably starting three and two. Like those are his toughest games. That is some crazy lightning. <laughs> it's been going on for we've been recording an for hour thirty three minutes. Oh, it's or, been happening for over an hour. Yeah, it's crazy. Like hour and a half. Yeah. So, but we're we're striving through. So I'll, I'll I'll just say that it. This is my last thing we'll say about Auburn. I've got a thing. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. Well, I mean, this is just for you. I dug this up for you. Okay. There's an Illinois connection to Auburn this year. Orange and blue? But other than that. Well, other than that, I guess this guy, this this guy likes orange and blue, but there's a linebacker transfer that transferred last year, and he's playing this year, TJ Neal. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of him? He's good. But I, 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 He was good enough to be one of Illinois' best players. I don't know if that makes him good enough to be one of Auburn's best okay. players. Um, I'd like to know, by the way, if I may have my Illinois moment now. Uh, why not? Yeah, where's the whistle? Illinois. It's downstairs. This year, uh, speaking of transfers, Illinois actually got an all Pac-12 linebacker transferring them to this year. This could be right. Hardy Nickerson Jr. Does anyone what? remember the really? old school? Tampa Bay. Those old school Hardy Nickerson Dennis Hopper commercials. Yeah, but where, Hardy Nickerson's a coach now for. He's a coach for Illinois. Illinois. That's why he's a defensive okay. coordinator for Illinois. So he went to to because he he played for Lovey Smith. So he is now the defensive coordinator. So he brought over his his son. So instantly, of course, the transfer became the best player on yeah. Illinois this year. So uh, so just to note that all of you all of you people that remember those those uh, Dennis Hopper NFL commercials back in the day, Hardy Nickerson, 
Hardy Nickerson, man. We'll we'll talk about that when we get to the Big Big Ten preview. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I talk about <laughs> Illinois for 30 seconds, and I get the wrap it up thing from Scott. Uh, well, we have whistles we're going to use in yeah, the regular I've season. I've got a whistle so. downstairs. Wait until Illinois, uh, North Carolina, yeah. Georgia, and Illinois. Wait until last Thursday. Hey, start a, yeah, start a new podcast for Illinois. Oh, my God. That's what South Carolina should call their podcast. Wait until last Thursday. <laughs> Yeah, because they open on Thursdays and you know aren't afraid to play on a Friday. Uh, oh my God! Okay, I'm gonna a uh, little spoiler alert here. We are going to talk about my actual pick to win the West right now. I think you're talking about the same team. I'm gonna talk I'm talking about. about the LSU Tigers. LSU Bayou Bengals. Oh, I have to say, man, uh, there was a little stretch last year when Chubb was being awesome that I thought, why are people just talking about Fournette and they're not talking about Chubb? And while I not to devalue Nick Chubb at all. But man, Leonard Fournette, like it's almost because there's so much drama with LSU and so much trouble, uh, all the stuff with Miles and all the madness of that. Like this is the best player in college football. And not just the best player in college football. Miles has the best defense he's had yeah. since he's been there. Um, you know, the only really question, this is a nitpicky thing, is like what happens if they have to throw the football to win? Brandon Harris. Well, I don't, I don't buy the whole – Less miles can't develop quarterback things, right? No, I I don't think Brandon Harris has developed his oh, quarterback. Oh, and, and you know, and that that might be fair. And right. it, I mean, look, we could be looking back on this in October, and like, what the hell were you two thinking? Right. But from where I sit right now, they they got all the. I mean, look at their schedule. Yeah. I mean, look at their schedule. I know they've got they've got Ole Miss at home. They got Alabama at home. Their road games are at Auburn, at Florida, which should be interesting. At Arkansas and at Texas A&M. This is, this I mean, is a schedule. And they've got Wisconsin to start the year. If you don't be – listen, if they don't be Wisconsin, yeah. if they don't be – which is where game day is. That was announced today. But like game day will be at Lambeau Field. I, I would go there too. That would be fun. That would be, that'll be a cool – I've been to Lambeau. It is, it's an unbelievable yeah. place. Um, but that's a game that they should win by two touchdowns. Like Wisconsin is not, not – this isn't a particularly good Wisconsin team. Right. So – I have to say, this looks to me not only like the best team, but the team that is actually best set up. Yeah, I think I, you know, I don't think it's hard to see a path for them to go twelve and zero. Twelve and zero, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, they that, listen that stretch because also remember after they play, they've got Ole Miss at home, and right after that they have Alabama, but that's two weeks off. They actually have a week off in between those two games, so they're not only the schedule get so both, both teams at home. LSU and Alabama have a week off before their game together. I don't know if Alabama does, but I know LSU does. I think Alabama does. Let me look. But um, yes, they do. You're correct. They both have a week off for that game. But more to the point, that is exactly like. You just played a mint Ole Miss, right. so I always want to call them Mississippi. I know everybody calls them Ole Miss down here, but you I call, call, call them where you want. Yeah, I call them Mississippi, and my friend that went to Mississippi is like, "Sorry, uh, who is nah. Mississippi? We're Ole Miss." Boy, I say, "Boy, it's uh, Ole Miss." Yes. He talks so, about Foghorn Leghorn, doesn't he? Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I just he assume do, he does. He doesn't, but uh, I, I, he, it might be funnier if he did. You should when you go, son. <laughs> son, no, nah, no, nah, you're doing it all wrong, boy. What's going on over here? You, you, your beak's moving, but you're not saying nothing. <laughs> oh my God, I love. <laughs> uh, thank you for doing that. Um, yeah. So yeah, so to me, I I, I have to say, uh, listen, Alabama is always going to be the presumptive favorite, but I have to say, I really like LSU this year. Yeah, their schedule sets up nicely for them. They have uh, they have just so many returning starts, um, and they also have Leonard Fournette. And the funny thing about it is that Fournette gets hurt. They got Daryl Williams back there, who is another guy who just like. 
he, he came out as a four star. Probably should have been a five star. He, you know, every time he touched the ball, he went for over five. Guise is the other fellow. Yeah, and, and Darius Guise also is going is going to get some touches. Um, Fournette and, is only thirteen yards away from three thousand, which would put him the fastest to reach three thousand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what what will it be? His first game of his junior season to reach three thousand yards. He's insane. Yeah, yeah. Well, He's on top of that, he caught sixty percent of sixty percent of the passes thrown his way. <laughs> I mean, he was targeted seventy times last season. And remember, the thing with watching him play, it wasn't just that he was the best player in the field. It he was, was the best player playing that day. Yeah, but he would. He looked like a high school kid playing with sixth graders. Like that was the common thing I always thought watching him. He just looked bigger, faster, and stronger. A, he's got such a cool. Outlook on he's it. awesome, so, man. Like hear, he's like is, one of the best interviews in college football. To me, this is the Fournette Ascension year. Right, like this right. is he should and, win the Heisman, and he should win the Heisman, and he can carry the. Like to me, this makes the Les Miles coaching drama of last year look even stupider. The idea that they have this much talent, this great a schedule, and right. that guy coming into this year. Why would you mess with that? Imagine if we're talking about LSU with a new coach right now. Like right now, everything's still set up, and I think that may, of course, puts a bunch of pressure on him if they don't. <laughs> step up and win it, then they've got an excuse uh, to fire him. And maybe it's the right decision if he can't do something with this because it is set up perfectly for them this year. Right. Yeah, that, and they have – I mean, they're going to come out as a favorite in every game, including the Alabama game. Uh, that game's going to be is, – it's probably not – I don't know if it's set yet, but if it's not, it's that game's yeah. uh, as close to a lock for a night game as you're going to get. And, and that, it's just – everything sets up real well for them. All right, let's move over to Mississippi, the place that I will be. I will be my. I've still only gone to one SEC stadium, Sanford. This will be number two this year to see Vaught Hemingway. Um, let's just before we even get into too much Mississippi, let's just look at their schedule. Here are the teams that Mississippi plays. We're not going to even say whether they're home or whether away, but look, they play Alabama. Their East crossover team is Georgia. It's in. Uh, it, they play LSU, of course. They get Mississippi State, of course. And then they play Florida State, who may actually be the best team of all of these teams. Like they, the Mississippi schedule is absolutely insane this year. Particularly when you get Alabama and Georgia consecutively at home. Your first four games, Wofford, <laughs> and then you've got Florida State, Georgia, and Alabama. Can you come up with a possible more difficult first four games than that? No, no, I couldn't. But I can also come up with a difficult last three games <clears throat> because. They have Georgia Southern sandwiched between yeah. Auburn and Texas A&M. Yeah, and even their season. easy game is hard. <laughs> like, yeah, that's totally right. That's, that's, a totally compre- that's just like a crazy like whiplash. Yeah, because they're not going to have like two weeks to prepare for Georgia Southern. Right. They're playing Auburn. Yeah. and Or no, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. They're playing Auburn at home, and then they got Georgia Southern, and then they got to go to A&M. So, I mean, it's just going to be like, okay, guys, here's the triple option. Yeah. And you start the whole thing with Florida State. Like, yeah. Florida State... We'll we'll get into this when we get here later, but I mean they they might well be in the playoff this year. Like it's possible that two playoff teams, I'm sure Georgia's one of them, and maybe if you think yeah, Alabama is, like they're two, they're getting potentially two playoff teams in their first four games. Wow! And later they play at LSU. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like, absolutely insane. Have they have they done schedule rankings yet? 
I mean, I don't think there's any question. Yeah, they're, I think they're they're yeah. the toughest. They've got top, top, top three they have of all. They talk about it in basketball yeah. all the time. Which to me leads to the question: If they can somehow survive this with one loss, oh no God. matter who they lose to, I think they've got to be in the playoffs. Of course, if they if they no, if they go eleven, they don't go on probation. Well, let's also not forget that we are. You know, we talk about Alabama being so dominant last year and how they were this best team. There was one crazy Mississippi play from Mississippi. Alabama, not even making it into the SEC championship. Yeah. Well, the, and the. Look, my my problem with Mississippi is that all they lost, they lost two first rounders. They lost. I mean, they have they have serious depth issues, and I'm not saying that means anything for the date and and Georgia when when Will and I are going out to Oxford, but it does mean that over the course of the season, especially when they get that back in the schedule, they're going to lose some games that they just should yeah. ball rights win. Well, that's now, the problem too because they they start the seat like this is a bad. They have enough depth issues. To figure out who's going to fill these roles, right? You want four easy games, and then later you play Florida yeah, State, Alabama, and Georgia. Well, I think yeah, their yeah. their schedule's almost set up backwards. The thing, the other thing about it for me is that we have no idea what all of this nonsense happened on draft night, and yeah. I mean, yeah. there, there's some, you know, I don't know. Are I, you saying there's smoke? Well, there there's, <laughs> fire. There's, there's a lot of smoke. There is definitely smoke, and some <laughs> of it was in a gas mask. Yes. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, I still think that's, that's just a man being efficient. No, I'm not. I don't argue with. The, I, I don't argue with the mode I of delivery. Not. I know you're not. Um, but you know, the the fact of the matter is, is that there is. Uh, there's this thing that's going to go on. I have a feeling it's going to be a source of distraction for 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 old mess over the course of the season. You know, but Mississippi's bigger problem is okay. You got Chad Kelly. Um, you have a couple of really good receivers. Um, you have a freshman left offensive tackle that's going to go against a miss, uh, an FSU uh, and Alabama and Georgia front f- five to seven that it's just going to absolutely make that guy look – I don't care if he's a five-star. It's going to make him look like – Greg Little. Greg Little, that's right. Um, I mean, anybody sitting out here, if you were to be thinking – if you were to be thinking John Theus five years ago starting at left tackle for Georgia, how does it make you feel? Because that's what you're talking about. You're talking about a five-star guy that played high school ball last year, and he's the guy that's supposed to protect the blind side of your Michael Orr's not walking through that door. And Michael Orr or Laramie Tunzel's not yeah. in three of in against your first three. three of your first yeah, games that's right. Insane. That's right. So that and that's for that and that's why I think Ole Miss is going to fall down the pecking order. Which is a shame because I, you know, I mean, whether they're cheating or not, I mean, come on. And let's be clear, everybody's they are. cheating. <laughs> everybody's cheating. It's just Mississippi. Son, boy, I say, boy, I think they're cheating. You know, they yeah. have a Georgia transfer on the team. I didn't remember this guy being on Georgia, but he transferred what two years ago went to junior college last year, and now is at Ole Miss. Dietrich, Bing, Dietrich Baker, Bing Dukes or something. Oh, Bing Dukes. I don't know, I don't know but that I sounds that. that sounds like a real thing. Yeah. Well, All right. Yeah. Next up is Mississippi State. I'm going to say one thing. Yes. Jack Prescott ain't walking through that door. Yeah, it's a shame, man. Because I mean, they. I think we've seen the ceiling of the Mississippi State program, and I think Mullen is number a, one. Yeah, and yeah, they did. They and they were the number one team in the country. Let us not forget, like a year and a half ago. Or like, you want to rephrase that saying? I think we've seen the ceiling. And maybe say <laughs> we've seen the ceiling. Yes. Yeah, pour, but, pour a little out for Mississippi State, number yes. one. But I mean, I mean, you know, to me, it is all the more impressive that they've been able to be competitive. 
But man, you know, listen, this is, you know, this is still not a terrible team. It's also bizarre that they're playing at Massachusetts this year. No. They're, they're playing they're playing them at this Patriot Stadium. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. come you know, on. UMass plays three SEC teams. Yeah, this year. UMass is it's a Yeah, but they're team. playing them at the SEC teams. Well, no, I guess two out of three. You should not go travel to go play UMass there's if always, you're in the SEC. There's always that one school. Like last year it was Missouri. They played at like Central Michigan. Yeah, Missouri's yeah. new to this. Well, they should, they don't I, know. I, I agree. If I you've agree. been in the SEC for hey, a long Mississippi time, Mississippi State's not that far down the pecking order. I just kind of feel like if you're if you've been in the SEC this long, you don't have to accept that game. That, shame, shame on you, Mississippi State. Yeah, you, you really don't have to. Um, was so, it two for one? Uh, yeah, but why would you? Who cares? You're the you're Mississippi State. You don't do two for one with UMass. I mean, I think I can bring this home because we've talked about Mississippi State more than anybody, maybe the Stingray, and that is uh, that is this. They have a lot of turnover uh, on from a team. They got one guy left from that team that was ranked number one a couple of years ago. Um, you know, they win more than seven games. I, I'm okay with making Mullen the coach of the year because they have. They have youth across the board. They play in the toughest division in college football, and they piece together anything close to a bowl season that is more than just getting in on. Well, they're not getting on an APR if they're five and seven, but if they're getting on in uh, more than just having to win against Mississippi to to be bowl eligible, that's going to be a pretty impressive season in my mind. And Mississippi State back to where we all kind of back to like where we all love be. them to be. And they play a Friday night game at BYU. I love BYU schedule. We won't get into this, but BYU schedule SEC this teams year don't is, is or shouldn't play Friday night games. Yeah. Yeah, All right, let's wrap up with Texas A and M. All sorts of madness going along. Think about how much John Chavis has just kind of like. Imagine if he did not get Chavis, and what kind of chaos would be going on at Texas A and M right now? There's enough chaos going on already. Chavis is kind of the steady influence, but Chavis was the guy that was supposed to elevate them to the next level. Well, but it kind of feels like that their well, moment, that moment might have passed. He improved them from a hundred. Second defense to 51 last Yeah, but everything well, else is not I mean, working but now. But who would have thought that going to the 16, we would be talking about Texas A&M needing to survive on their defense. Yeah, I know. That's the whole thing. I mean, someone someone's yeah. in a similar position with, Mizzals, with uh, as Malzahn is, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't think he has to win nine, but he's got to win eight. He's he should have went to the it. NFL when he yeah. had a chance. He really should have. Well, he's still going to get interviews. He's still going to get looks. He's just getting head coach looks. No, of course he's not getting head coach looks, but he's going to get looks. But yeah. the fact of the matter is, their schedule is okay for them. I mean, yeah. they get they get Arkansas, the UCLA and game, World, kind of fun, the UCLA game is going to be A&M? interesting. Oh, they're, uh, they're in College Station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know the real the real question is it's is that be warm. can well but but can they cobble together an offense? More importantly, can someone hold off a player revolt like last year? I mean that was that was crazy. That team, that team gave up on them November fifteenth. Yeah. I mean, can, if if he can, it's eight wins, seven wins, eight wins, nine wins. It now the question, right, with their schedule. Well, it's uh, all, it's funny. Like there was a stretch. Let's not forget, by the way, there was a stretch where Trevor Knight was thought of as like the next. Oh yeah. Great quarterback. Yeah, that game against Alabama. People thought Trevor Knight was going to be amazing, and then it turned out he didn't. And now he's kind of the guy they're counting on. That that to me. That makes me very nervous about Texas A&M. All right, so we are wrapping up with Texas A&M. So should we put our six? I'm sure our seven. Are we ranking our seven? Are, do, are yeah, we I'm, willing, to I'm willing to rank them. I'm willing to rank the seven. Okay, so I'm, Scott has a separate piece of paper he hid from I us. I will go first. I will do it. I yeah, will do it. yeah. And I do not have the piece of paper. So, uh, so if I if I say Texas A&M four times, yeah. blame the bourbon. Uh, so seventh, 
is Mississippi State. Oh, we're going to go reverse order? Well, yeah, we want to That's surprise. Fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I got yeah, you. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah. It's not going to yeah. be a surprise. All right, I mean, we're not pulling a Steve Harvey. But you don't have like the messed pa- up. Yeah. You don't have the paper. This is very challenging for me. I, I have to remember who I did. So, so I'm going seven Mississippi State, six Texas A&M. You've already said them. <laughs> uh, grumble, grumble. Uh, so seven um, uh, Mississippi State, six Texas A&M, five... Auburn, four, Arkansas, three, sorry, four, Mississippi, three, Arkansas, two, Alabama, and one, LSU. You want me to go? Yeah. Yeah, that's Do I have to go backwards? How do you want me to go? I don't know. Go backwards. No, I'm going backwards. I'm going backwards. Nobody cares who's Look, I'm with you on Mississippi State. They just don't have the horses to run with the rest of the division. Um, I'm going to say Auburn. I just... I just don't trust their offense at all and their defense, third coordinator in a row. Um, Texas A&M, I got next. Ole Miss, I really struggled with the Ole Miss versus Arkansas there, but I went with Ole Miss because I think Arkansas is going to beat them. Um, and Arkansas, Alabama, and LSU. I think it's LSU's year, and 12-0 and would not surprise me at all. Interesting. Well, I guess I'll be kind of the, the fly in the ointment or the different opinion guy. Uh, but definitely not with Auburn. Cause you got well, LSU last? Well, no, because one, I don't like Auburn, and I don't think they're very good, so I'm going to put Auburn in seventh. Hmm. Um, if you, you can listen back. Like, put him eighth. Put him that, eight. will yeah. get, that will get him fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that but, much is certain. Put, oh, I think all three of us are counting him to be fired. Yeah, listen back to our episode that we talked about our most uh, despicable SEC teams. Oh, yeah. They That's were number sad. one for me. Um, Mississippi State, uh, sixth. Uh, then... Followed closely towards the bottom, uh, circling the drain would be Texas A&M, <laughs> and then Arkansas is going to lose out closely to LSU for third. Well, LSU will be third, Arkansas fourth, and then Ole Miss second, and then Bama reigns Bama first. I mean, we're probably idiots for now. I think we are. Idiots. Y'all, are <laughs> y'all, y'all are. Y'all are. I want to be interesting. That's fine. I, oh yeah. Okay. So. Uh, Momentary pause, pause so we pause. can save our episode because we are enduring a severe lightning storm. I was getting nervous so for the past like the world's two and a half longest hours. lightning yeah. storm. <laughs> it really is. All right, bro. hold on, please. Are we back? We are back. Are y'all back? We got that saved. We are back. Okay, because I'm back. Good. So we have saved our introduction. We have saved the SEC West. So even if this lightning storm, I mean, I feel, I feel like we're on Mars right now. Yeah, I don't know if I you've mean, heard thunder through this. If you have, you know, that's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, You're this is like, this is, Wall- really... is Waller being gassy? No, no this that is, is happening. That is, that is. It's like we don't even it... have an atmosphere anymore. It's Those just... are God's toots. Um, <laughs> All right, so we're doing the SEC East now? SEC East. <laughs> I don't this even is... know what that means. <laughs> this is, this is where, this is where everybody starts getting really fired up. Because I feel like we should start uh, with uh, the Florida Gators. Oh, really? What do we think of the Florida Gators? Do we like the? Are they a likable team? Is that a team well, that we Jim, have good feeling toward? Tony, will you start out on and start with Jim McElwain, please? Well, I mean, you know, he has the best tan in the conference, and uh, <laughs> they got somebody buy that guy some socks. And uh, you know, look, they they won ten games last year and had no business winning seven. Yeah, right. So. The, the real question for Florida uh, gets down to, um, you know, how many guys are they gonna, they're going to uh, make an eligible play for the game against uh, UMass <laughs> the first game of the season because they take principal stands against things mm-hmm. like sexual assault and, and, and beating up people and, and smoking <laughs> pot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, putting all that aside, um, 
you know, is Luke Del Rio your your quarterback of the future? And the fact of the matter is they, they did it without a quarterback last year. Um, the, the thing that concerns me about Florida, and for the, I say this concerns as a Georgia fan, is that their defense is going to be good again. Um, but, you know, if you look at some of the regression to the mean of stuff, you know, middle of the pack in the East makes a lot of sense to me. And, and middle of the pack in the East means they're going to be the king of the dipshits. And, <laughs> and you know, and, and, I, and I include – I include Georgia kind of in it today in that kind of like that that squishy middle where we could win nine or ten or we could win seven or eight and you know nine or ten means we win the division and seven or eight means we finish fourth uh, and that's where that's where I see Florida I don't think Florida wins the division again um, the their schedule is a it's a little tougher I think um, but you know. You can't, I, I I get to the point where I can't say so much about Florida other than I, I just I just I hate them and I you know I yeah I would be completely fine if if the football team quit, um but yeah that's not going to happen so <laughs> you know I, I guess I have to say that they're you know you know regression to the mean seems like a thing I think Florida's a year away from being pretty good. Yeah. Um, Once that offense gets going, yeah, I think Michael Wayne's yeah. going to get the offense going. Yeah. But they've got Luke Del Rio as their starting quarterback, right. and is is and that a Purdue transfer is his backup? Is his backup right? Is that and is that an improvement over Trayon Harris or Will Greer or it, it, you know whoever else? No, Will Greer is was was actually pretty good before he was he was it steroids or something? Steroids, steroids, uh, horse he's, tranquilizer, smack, yeah. ketamine. I don't know. He was he's now at West Virginia, right? Yeah, yeah, he'll be playing an SEC team also. Yeah, is Luke Del Rio's transfer record the weirdest in history? Yeah, he went, Alabama. Well, he, wa- he, he walked on at Alabama because you know Saban loves walk-on quarterbacks, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then he transferred to Oregon State because oh my god, I'm not getting enough playing time. I'm a walk-on in Alabama, and then Mike Riley leaves of all crazy things. Yeah. He, he decides to go to Florida. Um, I, I think he's going to make it four transfers. He's I put it put it down. He's going to play for he's going to play for Boston College. His graduate transfer. But yeah, but I, it's it's worth noting that you know Florida is not there this year. I think no, I think that's right. I didn't think they were there last year, but, but they're coming. Like I mean, they're be, coming. Stuff's happening here. This is a yeah. guy that's yeah, not. Yeah, that, that I think they made a good choice in their uh, in their in yeah. their coach hire. And yeah, after not after quite recently not doing well, and and you know. Speak, you know, we're we're kind of dogging on the quarterbacks they have right now, but the the guy in the wings is Felipe Franks, who decommitted from LSU last year, and then committed to Florida. He was the uh, what five star quarterback recruit was you know top one of the top eleven quarterbacks uh, in the country, and so he's going to be able to run McElwain's offense maybe this year. We might see him this year because we have not spoken highly of Del Rio or Appleby, and there's some dude named Mark Thompson, which. This is the most generic name. Oh yeah, M Tom. Yeah. yeah. What? what? He's, he's like third on the depth chart right now. Well, the thing about Florida is that Florida is recruiting ebbs and flows as FSU and Miami does. Uh, Miami's been. So is a, it a good thing that Coach Rick's in Miami now? Well, that's where I'm going. Oh, okay. Is that uh, Miami has been in a prolonged down uh, swing for uh, a number of years, despite uh, despite Nevin Shapiro's best efforts. Um. I think that's going to change. I mean, you you can say a lot about Mark Rick's um, talent management, roster management, coaching, all those things. But the fact of the matter is he did a really good job um, with specific recruiting battles. Uh, and I don't care about the ESPN, you know, whatever the narrative is about, oh, God, George's lost another recruit. Um, 
you know, and, and we'll talk when we get to Georgia, we'll talk about the 2013 recruiting class because our, you know, we're in another situation where depth is an issue. But, um, you know, I, I think, I think McElwain is, is up against it with recruiting wise. All right, let's move over to the Kentucky Wildcats. The poor Kentucky Wildcats. Do we have to? We do. Listen, these poor sons. A, B, C, D. They were four and one last year with a. And then they weren't. Well, that's the thing. (laughs) They're four and one. They beat Missouri. They beat South Carolina. They've got a game on the schedule left against Charlotte. All they need is just one. Just one. Did they lose to Charlotte. No, they beat Charlotte, so they okay. just needed they just needed one more other than Charlotte. Spoiler alert: they lost everybody. Else. And they lost everybody. <laughs> oh no! Uh, none of them. Only the Auburn game was Vanderbilt. They lost at Vanderbilt, which is the game that really cost them. Yeah, as as it does. I still kind of I like Mark Stoops. I feel like he's done the best possible job with Kentucky that you can do. But I still don't think it's enough for these. Kids. Well, well, they've been a little unlucky uh, at times. He's done really good recruiting. Uh, I mean, Boo Williams is a crazy ball player, um, but he he's caught he's caught a bunch of terrible bad breaks. I mean, the Vanderbilt game's a good example. Of course, Vanderbilt's a good defensive team, and yeah. um, but that's just that's just the way it goes. Um, again, it's hard to say Kentucky is much better than bowl eligible ish, mm-hmm. um, particularly when they've got a game against Louisville, who's going to be pretty good this year. Uh, Louisville is Louisville's my dark horse in the ACC. Yeah, so really? I, I don't think they can catch Clemson, but. But they're good, man. They're good. They are good. Um, so, you know, they – I mean, their schedule's not unmanageable, uh, especially if if South Carolina's going to be and Missouri's going to be what I think they're going to be. Um, it's a bad break. They have to go to Alabama. But beyond that, you know, uh, they could get six. Uh, yeah. But eight's a ceiling to me. Well, they are excited about their quarterback, Drew Barker, yeah. who is a mobile quarterback and yeah. they got rid of or they kind of ushered out or didn't say weren't, weren't real too sad that Patrick Tolls left for yeah. Boston College because yeah. they ranked 114th in passing last year um, I must say another another uniform comment they do have a wide variety of helmets um, they do. I, I especially they do. appreciate the the black ones they wear um, and uh, sometimes the ones that you can see from space that reflect sun rays. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I think they're the only SEC team that does that. Well, Scott, you and I remember a time when a lot of Kentucky games were at night, and uh, I'm hoping this year the Georgia-Kentucky game is at night. Um, I don't know, something to me that's mm-hmm. very ethereal and very like special about right. being in Commonwealth at night. So, And I'm, gonna, I'm going up for that game, too. Oh, that's yeah. my, my two away games are Ole Miss and I don't and know Kentucky. what you're talking about, but that sounds good. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, write down ethereal. You should look it up. Okay. Um, but it, it seems like a fun time. Okay. All right, let's move on from Kentucky to Missouri. And it's Who's fine. your coach? I know. It, 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 <laughs> All right, it, y'all see my notes here? Yeah. All these notes that I took? No, those actually, are about Missouri. I actually took... Here's Missouri's notes. You guys <laughs> got to get over this. No, not you guys. Not you guys. What, Scott. You, seriously. Scott. Like, Missouri not is... Not me. Not me. Missouri is not just in the SEC. They have won the SECs more than Georgia has. And also, and this is what I was actually getting into. I'm gonna go to the- Scott's going to the bathroom. He doesn't want to hear your screed. <laughs> Listen to it. unbelievable. Look, here's the thing. No, Missouri, Missouri won the expansion battles. 
Completely, yeah. utterly won. I sat in Shakespeare's Pizza in Columbia, Missouri when mm-hmm. when all this started. I was I've, sitting I've, there I've talking there to people, time. right? I was sitting there talking to people, and they were like, I guess we're going to go to the Mountain West now. Because that's, yeah. that's when Nebraska left to go mm-hmm. to the Big Ten. And it looked like Missouri was going to be left out in the cold. And then they won the lottery. And they won the lottery. Not yeah. only won the lottery, they went and bought and invested wisely. Yeah. Um, look, I, but my thing with Missouri is the utmost proof that the SEC has not accepted Missouri. That's, this is a team where the African-American players last year were going to boycott a game. Right. If that happens in Georgia or Alabama or Mississippi, goes down, man. And the fact that it was seen as like, oh, that's Missouri. That's Missouri. They're they've very, got their so own. Cute. They've got their own thing going on. They're not really one of us. I think that was the definitive sign of how people do not accept Missouri here. And I think that's a little unfair, regardless of the circumstances of that. I think I. It still strikes me as a little unfair. But that said, I do not think it's going to be a good year for Missouri this year. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I can't really comment on what you said other than say I don't know, man. That's I, that's a, that's a tough thing for the conference to touch. But um, well, yeah, but they're in the conference. Man. I don't. I don't. If that happens in Alabama, it is raining down from the sky. Well, yeah, Paul <laughs> and um, all that. But but Missouri was. Yeah, are they in the Big Ten? Yeah, like, yeah, Mountain West. I don't think Missouri's going to be very good either. I think their defense is still going to be pretty good. I don't think it's going to be good as it was last year. Um, their offense is still going to be shambles. They have a new coach. They have a new regime. Um, I, I couldn't tell you anybody that plays for them, although I do know they lost yet another player to injury somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's that's going to be an interesting yeah, it's going to be interesting. Drew Locke could be good. Yeah, Locke yeah, could Locke be good. Be good uh, but he's going to have to be really good because he has nobody to throw the ball yeah. to. And he's a sophomore. He'll get there eventually. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a team that is that needs everything to fall right for for them to, for them to pull off to anyway. win eight games anyway to win. Eight. And this year it feels yeah. like it's yeah. it's not going to. This well has this 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 season has four and something written all yeah, over. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And now Scott's back to acknowledge that Missouri is in the SEC. Um, okay, we'll move over to South Carolina. Who is I only I don't even know. Did they have a new coach? Uh, it's Brian Ma- Brian McClendon. Brian, Ma- no, that's not right. Another former player. Uh, oh, John Little. Nope, nope. I'm getting it, close. You guys explain Kirby's. Me. No, he comes no, just here. No. Jim Donnan. I don't think he played. Amer- he's the emeritus. Coach okay. Emer- here's a, here's a here's a fun question. You know, one of the reasons that Kirby Smart is coaching Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> One of the reasons that Kirby Smart is coaching Georgia right now is because South That's Carolina's job is open. Very good point. Very good point. Because and listen, I don't think he would have ever taken the South Carolina job. I don't think he would well, have ever I, taken the South Carolina job. In a parallel <laughs> universe. But I don't think he would have ever taken it. But the fact that that was there and the fact that that, that clearly inspired Georgia to feel like they needed to make a move. It was time. Yeah. And so it's worth knowing whatever our thoughts about Muschamp and whatever the thoughts about this, this is a very tied into what happens with Georgia. Yes. Well, I also think that it's easy easy enough to say that the only reason Kirby Smart's coach at Georgia is, is will Muschamp coach to Florida for three glorious years. Well, I actually thought that was going to hurt him. I actually thought that was going to hurt him. The fact hurt that Kirby, yeah, that that there had been this assistant that had clearly th- shat the bed. I think <laughs> I think despite the said bed shatting, I think Will I think Will was the odds on favorite five years ago. I don't think there's any doubt about that, right? Um, but having said all that, let's get back to South Carolina and their oh glorious train wreck of a season is yeah. coming. Um, 
Or we can talk about last year's train wreck of a season. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, look, you know, Muschamp. There's a there. There is a narrative out there that Muschamp has, and 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 I'm not one of those people that says media apologist a lot because I think that's just really people who are looking for excuses. But who? There's an awful lot of people in the media that want to like say Muschamp's really learned. And, yeah, you know, he, yeah. If he'd have hired Nussmeier to start and blah 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 blah. Um, he has some structural issues he still has to confront at, at South Carolina, the most important of which is he's got zero players to work with. I mean, especially quarterbacks. Spurrier left the cupboard so bare. I mean, it's like there's four boxes of ramen noodles and one MRE, and the MRE is open. Yeah. And <laughs> it's bad. I it's mean, bad. That, Talent-wise, it's real bad. Yeah, you know, the fir- the Thursday of the season that we get an SEC game, which yeah. I always kind of love to get that oh, yeah. Thursday SEC game. It's just game. it sucks as South Carolina Vanderbilt. But I got to say, man, that that's not a big story. If if he loses at Vanderbilt in his oh, first yeah. game, no, I mean, it's, totally a big it's story. on oh, the table. He, he's going to lose this, He's gonna lose to Vanderbilt. It's absolutely Vanderbilt's, on the Vanderbilt's table. defense is going to be good yeah. again. It's absolutely on the table. Um, and I'm still on that. What's that? That's all last year. It was like Vanderbilt's defense. But they were they were good, and they still are. Yeah. So uh, I mean, well, they have they have Perry Orff, which is one of the worst quarterback names. It just does not inspire you to go and run through a wall. His punter got arrested for something ridiculous, like firing a gun in the sea limits or something. Which I assume everybody does in Columbia, South Carolina, but I don't know. It doesn't say in your papers. <laughs> no, no, no. Why are you looking at me like a dog loses somebody with a whistle? <laughs> <laughs> but, but I did write that uh, Nunez, their other quarterback, is probably going to play wide receiver instead of quarterback. Oh, oh do, so what you're saying is a dual threat. But well, no, well, no, he's not. He's not. He's not very good. Yeah, it's possible he's, he's a zero threat right, in two different areas. He's a zero <laughs> threat, so they're going to say, "Hey, try receiver. Maybe we can squeeze something out of you." No, Brandon McIlwain is the the guy in waiting. He's the freshman. Uh, supposedly, he comes you know well hyped, and they think that he's going to be the quarterback of the future. Um, I'm, I'm going to break. I'm going to take a left turn here real quick. But if you are listening to this podcast and you listened to our podcast last year, uh, <clears throat> we did a great recap of the South Carolina game from last year, the Georgia South Carolina game. We got we actually got uh, audio of Steve Spurrier's last interview. <laughs> So I'm going to link that in the show notes of this page. Or I'm sorry. I'm going to link that in the show notes of this uh, podcast, and you can go and listen to Steve Spurrier's last interview with the Wait Since Last Saturday podcast. It was an impressive scoop. Yeah. Anyway, Um, sorry. All right. So now we talk to – we go to the uh, general consensus apparently – Favorite in the SEC East because they're really. I have to say, there's a lot of teams that I'm not too impressed by in the SEC East. This is a team that I am impressed by, the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, oh, I who, thought you were talking about the Georgia Bulls. Yeah, no, I flipped to Georgia already. No, where we skipped Georgia. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about them next week. Treating us like a national writer. Say what you will about whatever happens with Tennessee this year. And I am not. I have been to one NASCAR event in my life, and it <laughs> rained, and it was miserable, and it was glorious. I, it was, I have to say, it was at the Texas Motor Speedway. Oh, that's your and problem. I watched um, because it was raining. My experience, my need for speed, my experience of this uh, of this great Americana tradition was watching semi trucks move, uh, drying the track, yeah. move it about a mile and a half or uh, an hour around the track. So I was like, wow, this is, it was, it was the duck dynasty race. It was the, uh, it was the Robertson's race. You've, so, uh, you've so, got, so you, you have, I think it is awesome that they're having a game of Bristol Motor Speedway. I oh, think it's amazing. Yeah. yeah that to, doing for, that. for those of you who don't know, all three of you, 
Uh, Tennessee's playing Vatek in Bristol, which is about halfway between Knoxville and yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot closer to Virginia Tech than and I think a lot of national writers know. Yeah. 150. 000. Oh, it's gonna be crazy. I'm I'm a little mad. I can't go. That game because <laughs> it would be amazing. It will be very. Fun. Um, no, I, and I think it's a night game, right? Yeah, because I think that's the yeah. that's the day, the day yeah. of the Nickel State Georgia want, game, which is. means we'll all be able to. Watch I want it. somebody to go up there and like just do a documentary on the tailgating. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, like let's talk about Tennessee. The reason they're they're slated for the the top slot in the conference, they have coaching consistency, they have quarterback consistency, they have running back consistency, and it, that's fair. I mean, right? I mean, Georgia Georgia has had that slot before simply based on those three things, um, and and I can't I can't argue with that right now. Now, do I think there's a, that that Georgia's ceiling is higher than Tennessee's ceiling? I think so. I, I think so. Right. Right. But do I think there's a possibility that Georgia could, because of a new quarterback, a new 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 coach, a new scheme, um, we're still not 100 percent certain what's going to happen at the, at the running back position. Uh, we still know that there's lack of uh, potential lack of depth at wide receiver. Um, could Georgia end up, you know, not finishing in front of Tennessee? Yeah. But the thing that that strikes me about Tennessee is this: is that until Tennessee proves to me that they can win close games uh, and games where they have uh, they're in dogfights, um, the the only game they did that for last year was Georgia, and that's against a team that lost their undisputed top playmaker on the first play of the game. Um, and Georgia still almost pulled that game out. And the week after a devastating loss. The week Let's after a devastating forget. loss, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the thing I will always the question I always I'll always have about Tennessee until they figure out until they do it is that can they can they actually pull out a game? I mean, to me, that Oklahoma game last year is a well, big game. sign to know. Arkansas. Yeah. Right? The same thing, same thing happened with Arkansas. Right. right? They had a 14-point lead going into the start of the fourth quarter. And lost it's, it. it's weird for me to see people so excited about Tennessee right now when without them ever having that, okay, here they are, win. Like, well, they like had a bowl the, game. Yeah. Whoa. Like, that's the thing, man. It's like, this is the thing that we've been waiting from Tennessee to see. Who'd they play? Northwestern. Right. <laughs> I mean, they they, 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 both, they both my first go cats of 2016. I mean, that boat raced Northwestern 21 yeah. to six. Yeah, I mean, I mean, right. It's it weird. This whole discussion we've had about Tennessee for the last few years. Oh, it, was it was 45, to 45 six. to six. Uh, they, they've had this whole discussion about Tennessee is they can't win the big game. They can't do this, and they still haven't. But now everyone's picking them to win the SEC East. I have to say I'm I'm not there with them. I'm, they, I'm skeptical. They have one of the most interesting schedules in the nation, whereas it's very front loaded with Vatek, and then you, they've got a stretch of Florida, Georgia, Texas A&M, and Bama. Now their last five their their last five games are cake, yeah. but you know that four game gauntlet, you know, and they ha- and they have that monkey on their back for for Florida, which if they can beat Florida and and Georgia, which oh, is yeah. which is oh, definitely yeah. on the table, they can treat Alabama the way that Georgia could have treated Alabama last year and that you can lose that game and still achieve all your goals. I always right. remember that was the right. thing that we talked about right. in that podcast uh, previewing that game is if Georgia would have lost to Alabama, it's okay mm-hmm. because they can still get to the SEC Championship game by doing that. I think that's what's curious about it. Like their key it's funny this whole thing with Tennessee See, we're going to know by October 2nd whether Tennessee has, is the SEC East champion. Yeah, I think that's right. But, I mean, you know, my approach to Tennessee is very much about what I think a lot of people in the back of their minds that that, that do this, our, our approach to Tennessee is, you know, the, the other two teams that legitimately can threaten Tennessee are big question marks, Georgia and Florida. Um, 
And, you know, and, and there's also a little reverse engineering. You know, if if not this year, when? Right. So, I mean, I can't I can't argue that Tennessee sh- probably should be the team to be favored based on the three things I talked about a minute ago. But there's nothing about Tennessee that makes me go like, damn, yeah. they could go 12-0 and like I'm yeah. thinking about LSU. Last question on Tennessee. If they're in the SEC West right now, where do you put them? Oh, third. Not in third. Three. I agree. Down three. three. I agree. Third. I think they're third at best. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. All right, so we will wrap up uh, the the SEC SEC East with Vanderbilt. I hate thinking, yeah, <laughs> with Vanderbilt. Uh, good old Derek Mason. Good old. I always forget how few people. He was such a great receiver for the Titans and the Ravens. Yeah, he was that I guy. Mean, couldn't he just he was he was a can't miss uh, fancy guy. Um, you just you were waiting for that. One. We had a guy last year that <laughs> yeah. really took umbrage. It's like it's not the same guy. Um, so. It's not even spelled the same. Here's the thing about Vanderbilt is that I think they're going to be better. I think their offense can be better. I think the defense can be just as good. Uh, I think they make a bowl this year. I don't. I don't have a problem what? predicting that. I think I want them to beat Georgia Tech's on September 17th. Oh, God, if they drag, if, <laughs> what I really want is uh, them to beat Georgia Tech in one of those games where it's like it's just ugly defensive game. Uh, People yeah. like I can't believe they played this football game and it's a not close 17 to 7. Yeah. A not close 17 to 7? Right. Well, I mean, like we beat we beat Auburn last year 13 20 to 13. What did you know, we beat Tech? Wasn't it like 14 to 7? It was or... it was 20 to 14. Yeah. It wasn't that close. No. Or 20 to 13. And it wasn't that close. It didn't right. it was one of those games like, "Oh, we, we won by 7." Oh, that's the final score. But uh, I think I think Vanderbilt, you know, look at their schedule. Um that South Carolina game is going to be fun. Yeah, I, I am very fun. excited. I, I know it's only South Carolina and Vanderbilt, but that is a fascinating game. It's an SEC East game. We're a yeah, Georgia podcast. Yeah. Like it's a generally yeah. kind of fascinating thing. Go through their schedule real fast. So they've got South Carolina Star. They have That's Middle a win. At, at Georgia Tech, which is a kind of a fascinating game. At Western Kentucky, which is a little oh, bit more God. difficult that than you think. Crazy! I know that's a tougher game. That than game's you think. in in, uh, in, uh, in Bowling Green. It's a, it's at Western Kentucky. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Uh, they get Florida home at Kentucky, at Georgia, Tennessee State, at Auburn, at Missouri, home against Ole Miss, Ole Miss Tennessee, home against Tennessee. This this schedule looks like four wins. I gotta tell you, no, no they six. they're six and six. I don't six see and six. It, the, they're gonna be Middle Tennessee. I got their six that's wins. One. MTSU two. No, no, I. Okay, I'm counting South Carolina. Okay. So you, See, I'm not. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's just let's okay. give them their obvious wins. Okay. Middle Tennessee, One. Tennessee State. Two. W-A-U. That's it. See, I don't know. If Western, Western Kentucky's uh, not the same like juggernaut they were. Yeah, last but it's year. not. It, it's on the road. It is not an well, obvious win. I didn't. I didn't look to think, or I didn't think to look that they would schedule a road game. At Western Kentucky, but obviously they have the same scheduling that home problem home. that Mississippi home State home. does. Home or home. no, who is it? Yeah, Mississippi, yeah, Mississippi State. State. It's a home and home game. Um, but no, I haven't beaten WKU, Kentucky, Mizzou, and Georgia Tech. Yeah, see, I just don't know, but I don't think any of those are certain wins. I actually am not against Vanderbilt, I, but this is a bad schedule for a team that needs to make a step forward. I And for the record, before last year, we were all saying, man, Derek Mason looks like a nightmare as coach of this team. And there were steps forward made. Like, yeah. They, that uh, was, it was not a disaster last and, year. And that's why I think they win six, game, uh, six yeah. games. I think they make some more steps forward. Uh, okay. I'm not sure about that. But, okay, so here's what I think. Let's make our predictions for the SEC East. However, 
I think what we should do is only pick six teams and leave Georgia out because we're okay. doing a big Georgia fair. podcast and next we'll week. We'll talk about where Georgia's going to finish. Exactly, that's what we should do. So we're only we're pretending that Georgia is not in the SEC East and just going with our six. So I will start first. I will six. I think is Missouri. I think Missouri is about to have a nightmare season. You think so? I think so. I think I I I, I think Missouri is about to completely fall off a cliff. Uh, so they're seven. I'm pretty. I'm sorry, six. Uh, Vanderbilt is five. Kentucky is four. Uh, I'm not missing anybody, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, so that gives us three, two. So I have left Florida. Wait, so you said six was who? Was who's seven? There's no seven because we're not doing Georgia. Oh, my bad. I wasn't paying attention. Well, all right, well, just, okay, I heard good. Missouri and I tuned out. Yeah, so, <laughs> good lord. All right, so let's just go through the six teams that we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So we're very clear: Vanderbilt, Florida. Kentucky, Missouri, Tennessee, and South Carolina. So let me start over. Six, Vanderbilt. Sorry, six, Missouri. You mean last place? Yes, six-ish. Missouri. Yeah, Georgia's not below them, but we're not doing that. Six, Missouri. Five, actually five, South Carolina. Four, Vanderbilt. Three, Kentucky. Two, Florida. One, Tennessee. Woo! You got Kentucky pretty high. Wow. Well, I'm going to say South Carolina, Kentucky, Missouri. Uh, that's the bottom th- uh, bottom three ish. Um, uh, I think all three of them kind of face similar yeah. similar things talent wise. Um, and then you know Vanderbilt, Florida, and Tennessee at the top. Vandy's defense, I think, is going to get them some places this year. Um, I, and, you know, I talked about Florida. I just don't think they're there. So you so you you and I basically have Vanderbilt and Kentucky swapped. Yeah, that sounds right. I got Missouri last. Because of their jerseys. No, because they're from the Midwest, and the Midwest is a vast wasteland. They don't belong here. here. Um, Vandy, next to last. Penultimate. Um, That's a will. I got to look that up. Mm, That's good. Um, And then I got South Carolina bumping up against Vandy. Uh, Kentucky. Tennessee. And then Florida. Wow, you got Florida above Tennessee. Yeah. That's brave, man. That's brave. I don't like the hype. Somebody voted them number one in the coaches poll. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I think it was Butch Jones. Ridiculous. <laughs> um so All right, so let's wrap up the SEC East and then we will wrap up the whole podcast by picking our four playoff teams. Are we gonna do that without talking national? Because I mean this podcast is going kinda long. We're literally just picking the four playoff teams. That's right, our that's national fine. discussion. I can do that. That's right. our national discussion. I haven't discussion. done that yet, but I'll do yeah. that on the fly. I can yes, do that. I will start us on that. Um do you want? Do you want? Do you want to pause or do you want to? No, let's just roll. Okay, with let's it. just roll with it. Okay, I think the the power will stay on. Okay, so yeah, we were going to do a big national discussion, but it is late and there is lightning still for uh, two hours. Yes, so um, so I will go ahead and pick my. Remember last year, I I am the one person that nailed Notre Dame in the play. Okay, that did not actually turn out. <laughs> um, but here are my picks for the playoff this year. Baylor. I'm not picking them. Baylor, in. of course. Yeah, of course. I'm not picking them. I'm, I'm just going to pick the four teams, by right. the way. We're not seating. I'm just going to. All that really matters is to get in. Let's not. By the way, quick, quick. Who are the four teams that were in the playoff last year? Um, Michigan o- State. Oklahoma, Michigan State, Clemson, and Alabama. Okay, Michigan okay. State's the one people always forget because they got shut and destroyed, but Scott was right on. Yeah. So, okay, so I'm going to ask you a question again next year. Uh, okay, so here are the teams that I think are making the playoffs Florida State. Okay. I think Florida State is in the playoff. Ohio State. I find it a little baffling that everyone's just decided that Michigan has passed them. Okay. Like, I 
don't like this is a I just I don't quite see it I still feel like Ohio State lost a lot of guys last year but they're really becoming the Alabama of the Big Ten they're just gonna kind of file the I can live with that so uh, Florida State Ohio State Oklahoma Mm -hmm. and LSU wow so I kind of when I sat down to look at my four I was thinking okay how do I get there so the first thing I did is I put together the power my power five top teams, um, and I came up with you know from the ACC Clemson, FSU, and Louisville. And I just picked Clemson. I think Deshaun Watson's a difference maker. It makes sense there. I, mean, I, I that think, game I mean, being in Florida State look, was the thing that pushed me. Right, and and I looked at that, but I just think I just think Clemson's going to be a little better team. Uh, the Big Ten, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, and. Look out for, and I'm going to sound Illinois. crazy Illinois, this. I know. That's what I'm you're going to say. You're about to say Illinois. This. You're about to say Illinois. I know it. Nebraska. Yeah. Nebraska's going to be a to, much better team. I'm with you. Um, I, don't, I, am actually with I, I don't think they can actually jump the teams in the East. But no, but they're, they're, they're not. Team. I mean, that's a team that went 5-7 and seven last year. <laughs> right, so. right. Significant step forward. Yeah. But I, I still, I think it's going to be Michigan State. I, I don't think hmm. Ohio State is... Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not willing to say even if they win. Even if they win the the Big Ten, I still think they're not going to be quite good enough to get to the playoffs. And I'll tell you why in a minute. Uh, I think Oklahoma State's your team for the Big Twelve. Interesting. Straight up. Uh, you know, it's all about quarterback play in that conference, and and they they have the best quarterback. Uh, the Pac-12 is going to come down between whoever wins the North between Stanford and Washington. I think Stanford wins it. Uh, and then you got you have the non-power teams. Um, I don't think Houston's going to be good enough. Although if they yeah. win that first game, man, it could be it could be interesting. You wonder if if they win that first game and then go undefeated, if it will be it'll be enough. If, right? You wonder if at that point, if the committee feels like they have to, they have to do something. Yeah. Um. I mean, you can make the same same argument with USF for some reason because I think they play Auburn. Is that right? They play somebody in the SEC. Yeah. If I remember right. If they win that game, that that team ends up winning the conference. Um, but um, my, my teams are uh, LSU. Already, I, I think they're going to win the SEC. Okie State is the winner of the Big 12. Um, Clemson is the winner of ACC. And the reason I don't think whoever wins the Big 10 is, I think Notre Dame finally does it. Yeah, wow. Uh, right. I, I think Notre Dame is in the position where they lose they lose two games unless it's like a, a, you know, to a 5-7 and seven team. They're getting in. So that's my teams, LSU, Notre Dame, Okie State, and Clemson. All right. Who you got, Scott? Well, I in the past five minutes. That counts. I've come up with my four teams. Oh, I and, think it's uh, cute. Do you think it, t- it took us longer than five minutes? Right. <laughs> so Missouri. Missouri, uh, clearly. Definitely Missouri. Uh, no, I'm going to go with uh, FSU, mm-hmm. with the ACC. I'm going to go with uh, Oklahoma because of Baker Mayfield. I think he'll... You know, it'll be Fournette and Mayfield for the Heisman this year. I'm gonna stop right here. Mayhem's going to be probably the best football game of the season this year. No, oh, it'll be so Oklahoma, May- Oklahoma State, Mayhem. Yeah, yeah, man, it's Mayhem game. Bedlam, Mayhem. Is it Bedlam? It's Bedlam, but I oh, like Mayhem. Whatever. Okay, whatever. That's look, what they called it on Sopranos. Thesaurus. They called it Mayhem. Look at your thesaurus. Mayhem and Bedlam are probably kin to each yeah, other. Yeah, looking at the source. Yeah. All right, you're so, gonna edit all that, right? No, no, not at all. Mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> Tony just started following college football a couple years ago. Mayhem. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, so where was I before you hijacked? Oh, the Georgia, picks? State, Georgia State's games mayhem. No. Okay. So FSU from the ACC, OU from the Big. Uh, what are they? Big Twelve. 12. Big something. Um, I got Mike Harbaugh since the UGA <laughs> Media Guide has <laughs> Mike Harbaugh. I'm going to go with must be his middle name, Mike Harbaugh in Michigan, uh, and then the SEC champion. Yeah, we'll st- we'll leave that. Whoever that, that is, okay, cool. so whoever is, whoever that may, that be. may be. So yeah, well, we got our four teams. We, we talked about the conference, and so uh, we will be back next week to do our full on Georgia preview, position by position, 
discussion by discussion. We're going to go. This is your Georgia season preview. And then, guys, the week after that. Oh, we get to talk about real football. It will be time to preview an actual football game against another team. So, uh, you know, last week we talked about my ticket situation. I got to give a little shout out to Will Robinson, a loyal dog fan out in Seattle of all places. Uh, Will Starro on Twitter reached out. He's uh, he's been able to hook me up. Will's got me a couple of uh, mm-hmm. tickets to a couple of games, but he's been able to hook me up on some other games. So, uh, huge shout out to both of y'all for for making sure I'm not going to miss football. I wasn't really worried about it. I wasn't uh, worried either, but it was, it was uh, upsetting. Too. Yeah, I know it was. I know it was. You know, another thing, uh, we're we're still going to target in the same spot, but I found out this week that the Athletic Association Association has taken over a lot where we normally park the the trailer. So we have some uh, continued logistical issues. We're going to target in the same spot. And we, we talk it there without a trailer before. We're going to continue to do it. So, so is this a tent? Is it a, like, how's Well, it's going to be the full tailgate. Right, we right. just, we're going to just, it's going to take some uh, extraordinary efforts. Interesting. Interesting. Which we are complete. We are just the guys to do it. Oh, I have no doubt. I would so, put nothing bad. So this, it's just a shame that the first game is at noon. Cause like, yeah. everyone will be there early. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. So. Well, and, and the great part about it is that, you know, we don't, we don't have a huge game until, October. No, oh, I know it's which weird. means uh, which. Although it's weird, it also means the weather's going to be not a thousand yeah. degrees. Yeah. So but it could be like last October, and it's just pouring down rain. <laughs> and that was that was a fun day. We're can we relive that? We're getting all our rain now. Can yeah. we relive no, that's that day? A, that's a special pod. Yeah. It's a podcast. A podcast special. We're going to do that uh, the, the day it the, the official Will Leach indoctrination <laughs> into Georgia football <laughs> game. I have a bunch of GoPro video that I shot that I never did anything with from that game. Man, I'm just saying. It's just like you it's know like the, you the, capture you know, the, the player witch project. I mean, <laughs> the thing the thing that fascinated me. I focused on all of the you know those uh, garbage cans, those uh, uh, cardboard garbage cans. Yeah. I said the they were all they were all, all like sad. And, and, and so I, like, I held my camera on those, and I went through campus and got individual shots of wow. all these sad garbage cans. I even put a rose on one of them. Oh, that's really art housey, man. It was art housey, but I haven't. Or were you just get? Were you just choosing it like The Bachelor? (laughs) (laughs) He does have. He has Jordan Rogers haircut. So. (laughs) Uh, I guys. got the right guy. I finally got a cultural reference right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Listen, I never, I've never watched the Bachelor in my life. I've made two references tonight. So. And that, by the way, that was amazing. God. That was God that did that to <laughs> it's us. It's amazing. I hope. I hope that y'all have enjoyed the thunder. Yeah. I mean, we've been recording for an hour and a half, and it has not stopped thundering it's or like non-stop. significant lightning, like where you don't want to be even close to being outside. Yeah. So and now we're gonna go home. So yeah, yeah. Go so outside. good luck, good luck go walking uh, in it. the rain. So. Um, all right, everybody. Well, we'll be back next week uh, talking uh, the actual Georgia Bulldogs football team. Thanks for listening. Go dogs. Go dogs. Your turn. You're gonna edit that right, <laughs> Scott. You gotta Make say go dogs. I, I said thanks for listening. You gotta say yeah. go dogs. Come see on. Around, see you around campus. Oh yeah. No, I say that when I do my <clears throat> prepared part i say see you on campus oh something about saying see on campus when we're all like adults in our 40s feels like creepy but i work on campus even more so you've (laughs) professionalized it thanks for listening i hope the thunder was not too distracting make sure to tune in next week as we spend our entire show previewing uga and we give our predictions on where we think the dogs will finish this season you can follow our show on Twitter at WSLS Podcast. Should you want to keep in touch with Will and ask him questions about football, Major League Baseball, or anything else, he can be found at William F. Leach. 
Tony Waller, who out of this show is definitely the most active on Twitter, is at Tyler Dogden. As for me, I'm also on Twitter. It's my company name, which is Jawavi Films. That's J-A-W-A-V-I Films. We're only a couple weeks away from the start of the season. There will be two more preview podcasts, and then once the dogs start playing, our show will be able to be heard. Will be able to be heard. Our show will be heard twice a week with a full game preview and post-game analysis. So looking forward to spending it with you in the next couple weeks. Anyway, in the meantime, have a great rest of your week. Go dogs, and as always, we will see you on campus.